Now, can you imagine an island of, of canceled honkies? Oh, I love it. That's the... <laughs> See, that's the, the next Fox reality TV the show. Island, island the of Canceled Island honkies. of Canceled Honkies. I would totally watch that show. I would totally yeah. watch that show. Who would that be? So we got Sharna Halpern, uh, Andrew Rod Alexander, Bo- Rod Bovoinovich. Um, you've got uh, Louis, you've got, what, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. What was the name? Uh, Woody Allen. You know, Woody Allen. Sitting, yep. He'll play. You play clarinet in the corner. Woody Allen um, is Woody Allen is like the emperor of it. Like he's he's like in the shadows. He yeah. doesn't do much anymore. He just kind of yeah. sits there and and plays clarinet. And plays clarinet. Yeah, yeah. And, fu- and, and fucks his and fucks his his wife's stepdaughter. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. advise that the Literate Ape cast is recorded for adults with adult themes and language. If you are easily offended, best to cover your ears. But then why listen to a podcast, dumbass? Yeah, I, uh, I'm working some extra hours this week. Yeah, that, that's why. One of our managers, uh, who was, I mean, he was a, you know, I mean, you know, it was nice. I wouldn't say I was his friend, but, you know, I worked with him. We worked well together. Yeah. He's a super, super Republican, you know. Is I this mean, uh, Big John? Is that? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. who it is. Yeah. And, uh, and he has been suspended for <laughs> calling one of our guests, a black, a black guest, a monkey. <laughs> and uh yeah yeah and that's the thing is what? he never what and this uh, and i did i thought about it because it really pissed me off and i Jesus. thought not because it inconveniences me because now i've got some 12-hour shifts i gotta work we gotta cover all that bullshit and all that kind of stuff do you get overtime with that or is this just like no salary no we're yeah. salaried okay. so yeah. We, yeah. you know if i work 18 hours it's the same as if i work two you know yeah. it's like yeah but uh but yeah no i thought about it and i i went back and and uh, maybe it's because I project leftness, <laughs> or See, what's funny I about that know. is I think that a lot of lefties would say you project rightness. Well, yes, and that's you know, that's but that's, like, that's a torture that means of living I'm, in the middle. That's the problem. Uh, with living honestly, in the that means I'm right. If if you know, it's like the media. <laughs> if if the mediocre minds are all against you, you're doing something right. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, oh no, I get it um, uh, without question. But. That's the thing is I, the only thing is because he never not around me, yeah. And I've been working for him with him for a year. It's not like we hung out for like extended periods. I mostly it was just like an hour here or two or some meetings. That do, kind of you, stuff. do you hang out with him outside of work? No, no, yeah. No, you're I just don't like hang out with anybody. You're just co-workers. outside of work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But he not once, and I really thought about it. Not once had he ever made any kind of racist jokes around me or any sexist jokes around me. Yeah. And I, you know, like I said, I don't know if it's I'm projecting. Uh, my lefty, or uh, he just decided that I wasn't the type of guy that would appreciate that humor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad, but it, the, the thing about it is, I mean, I, I just didn't, I did not know. It's like, uh, hey, thanks for not telling me racist, sexist jokes, but why don't I get to hear the racist, sexist jokes? What is it about yeah. me that you don't want what to What is it about me? me? Yeah. Brian Sweeney thinks I'm the worst person alive. <laughs> you know, so, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I realized the other day that I've, I, ex- so I explain my dog's behavior the way that I would explain the behavior of a racist relative that I really love. So like, okay, because Molly is, 
she, she's a puppy and she, you know, she, see, I'm already, I'm, I'm not even trying to do it now, but I'm, I'm already explaining it away. She, she barks. She's got a insanely loud bark. She's a, a small dog. She's a terrier mix. Um, but she's got an insanely loud bark and she's kind of screwed up in the head. Like I'm convinced that her brain is constantly playing death metal at 11. Like it's just it's constantly in her head. And so she's a little spastic and she barks at people and she barks at shadows and she barks at the wind and, but she's really cute and we'll, we, we'll be walking down the street and people will say like, is, you know, like their dogs want to, want to sniff with her or like the kids want to talk to her or whatever. They're like, is it okay? And I'm like, yeah, she's really nice, but she's kind of a lunatic. Like, so I don't know if she's going to bark or I don't think she, she won't bite. She's just like a lot of energy and a loud bark, you know, yeah. so it's just, it's unnerving. Um, but I realized that I do with Molly what you might do to your racist grandfather. Like, look, she's really sweet. She's just kind of nuts in the head. My grandfather, he's a really nice guy. He just doesn't like blacks or Indians. You know? <laughs> but like, but he, like, he is a really sweet guy. He just, he just wants to see all the Jews and the handicapped people put in camps. You know? Yeah. He, look, he's, he really, he's a really, really funny guy. Um, like he's a lot of fun to watch baseball with. He's got a lot of baseball knowledge and he's got some really good, like weird historical baseball jokes, but he really hates the Japs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Well, you know, and part of it is, and it's one of the things that, that, uh, that I know it makes the Brian Sweeney's of the world think I am the devil, but uh, it's, it's one of the things that I, that I simply, this is just something, and maybe I am just way too citrus, but the reality is every human being on the planet Earth is bigoted in some way. Every We yeah. live with prejudice. I mean, it is part of the human instinct to tribe up. That's, yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how human beings survived yeah. before there were, like, smartphones, was that they banded together, and, and it, it was that strength in numbers, because we don't have fur we don't have claws we're not fast we're not terribly strong hey man i'm I mean, fast and yeah, i'm well, insanely you know, fucking, strong i am fucking, insanely the, strong nat- nature will kick our ass every goddamn time so the only way we survived was if we tribed up and tribing yeah. up is about finding like you, right you look like them you have the same culture all that kind of shit so we're everybody on the planet has mm-hmm. has some prejudice, some, has some implicit or unconscious bias, which are not the same thing, apparently. Right. You know, and and uh, well, that's what makes so it the so idea, hard. So the, well, so the idea that being, I mean, I'm going to get into the word racist because it's got so many fucking multiple meanings at this point. But being bigoted, it's the idea that being bigoted is somehow the fucking deal breaker of deal breakers. It's the worst thing that you can be. Now I'm telling you. If you put me up, and I'm just saying this, this is just me. Yeah. I, I guarantee you Sweeney would disagree with this. But if you put a guy like, okay, choose who you're going to have dinner with. And one guy is a just a fucking flaming. He hates, he hates the gays. He hates the blacks. He hates the, the Hispanics. And then the other guy. But he loves baseball and he's doesn't like matter, doesn't matter. really sweet. He is, he is as bigoted <laughs> as you can be. Yeah. Or... The guy next to him is a pedophile and likes to fuck children. I would say I'd rather sit with the bigot, but I guarantee you Brian Sweeney would really sit and pause for a moment, and he'd probably choose the pedophile after a moment. Wait a minute. What? 
I'm just picking on Brian. Yeah, Sweeney. why I don't is know Brian why. Sweeney point? I really don't know why. It just popped into my head. It just popped into my head uh, that yeah, probably Brian Sweeney well, thinks think I'm horrible. That's an interesting point, though. Is when you choose the lesser of two evils. What is the lesser of two evils? A pedophile and, or or an across the board bigot? Yeah, and the thing yeah, about it know. is, in 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 today's sort of zeitgeist. You're better off killing yourself. Painted, Just kill yourself. It, it, yeah, it is It is the opinion I, I believe. I really believe it. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But I believe that, uh, that at this point we have amped it up so much that the concept of bigotry, but more specifically bigotry towards black people, has become the worst possible trait you can have and it beats out homicide. It beats out fucking children. It beats out animal torture. You know, yeah. I mean, it has gotten so big. And I and, and the thing about it is, I, I mean, I just read a thing that was killing me. It's like there, there's there are classes on Juneteenth. There were classes um, on at, at several major universities on brown complicity. Brown complicity in what? It is basically brown complicity. In white supremacy against black solidarity, and these were classes where where brown and now brown could, brown's a lot, you know. What I mean, brown's brown's Indian, brown can be Mexican, brown can be yeah. you know, Brazilian. Brown's a lot, it, and it is classes saying you're a brown person and you're complicit in white supremacy against black people. And I thought, well, okay, so when are they coming after the Asians? I was going to say, and like, yeah, what about yeah? yeah. At some point everybody is complicit against the black people. And I went, this is getting crazy. Well, am I wrong? I, it seems ludicrous to me, but I, I, you know, maybe I'm completely off base. Maybe a little. I think that right now, um, right now, like racism against black people, bigotry against black people is, is the hot topic as it well, should be with what's going on. Like, so, and it should be, and, I think that black people, more uh, than any other kind of people in this country, have been routinely, systemically, yeah. And that's not to say, like, bad shit hasn't happened to the Japanese and the Catholics and the Irish and Jews and, you know, like, we've, and the shit, I mean, the Native Native Americans, the indigenous people, right? Like, but I think across the board, routinely... Um, black people have have got it the worst in this country. And, and, And the thing about it is, this morning... This morning I put out it. I put out an article, and it. And I know it's like, oh, wait a minute. He called. He called the uh, you know critical race theory the same thing as McCarthyism last week, and then this week, he's making a bold attempt to say that we should fucking have reparations. Yeah. 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 And the reason we should have reparations is, you know what? I don't need. I don't find all this. All whites are racist. Systemic racism. It's this circular loop where if you admit you're a racist, you're a racist, and if you don't admit you're a racist, you're, you're a, racist. a fragile yeah. race. You're a fragile racist. I don't yeah. need all that bullshit. You know what I want? Money talks. Yeah. Bullshit walks. All that's bullshit because it's not solving anything. Let's solve the problem. Pay right. the pay the fucking reparations that are owed by the country, not by white people, by by the United States government, which promised freed slaves forty acres and a mule, and Andrew Johnson fucking welched on them. Yep. And I mean, you know, pay the fucking money. We owe this country owes black people 
a fucking shit ton of money. We have paid Jews for the Holocaust. We have paid Japanese Americans for uh, the Japanese internment camps. We have paid... I mean, granted, there's only like six left, but indigenous American Indians, we have paid them. (laughs) There's like six left, but we've paid them some reparations. (laughs) The only like, like we fucked over this people in our country, people that we have not paid any kind of reparations for. And have just mostly just kicked constantly, economically in every way for fucking, and I will say 400, I hate that 400 years thing, but for 400 years, we've just been fucking over the black people. Yeah. Can we just... Pay the bill. Hashtag pay the debt. That's all I'm saying. I was going to say, the you said that Andrew Johnson welched on it. Um, yeah, he did. Is the word welch or welsh? Because I'm wondering if it's a racist it's, thing. It's welsh, and it is a racist thing. Yes. Because the welsh, like Tom Jones, are cheap. Is that... The Welsh, like the Welsh, the stereotype. Like, it, like that... the Scottish, like the Scottish and the Jews are cheap. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, and... I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, he reneged. Uh-oh, there's another one, right? Be careful. I'm just, Be these careful. are actual words. Yeah, he no, reneged, I know. I know he we reneged it, yeah. on the promise. Well, it's Lincoln like, said, we're going to give yeah. every freed slave 40 acres and a mule so that they have some financial and economic, like, leg up yeah. from, from, you know, because they got, they got nothing. They got fucking nothing. They can't even find their families. Let's at least give them some land and a mule. Yeah. And then Lincoln gets shot and Andrew Johnson, who was a out, known out racist. fucking yeah. douchebag, yeah. becomes president and says, nope, not giving you shit. In fact, what we're going to do is we're not even going to tell the ones in Texas, those guys in Texas, we're not going to tell them that you're, you're freed. Which is what Juneteenth is all about. Yeah, and 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 not only that is that you know what we're going to turn all of the Reconstruction over to former Confederacy officers and slave owners because you know that makes some fucking sense. Yeah. What a bunch of half-ass bullshit. That's yeah. well, that's what I that's what my piece is effectively is. Our legacy is not sin. Our our big sin's not racism. It's not bigotry. That's not the sin of America. If you're going to go religious, the sin of America is we're a bunch of fucking half-assers. Okay. We fight a fucking civil war to free the slaves. We free the slaves, pat our fucking selves on the back, and and then we do not do the follow-up. We don't help clean up. We okay, and and this is in the piece. We have the Little Rock Nine. Yeah, the Little Rock Nine can't integrate white schools, so um, Ike gets the hundred and first airborne. The Supreme Court goes, we're gonna get those fucking little black kids in that white school. We get the nine in there, and then we leave. And Governor Faubus, his response to that was to close the state's <laughs> schools for a fucking year, as yeah. opposed to integrate. No Ike then, no Supreme Court then. We do not follow up with the cleanup. What we do is we solve the problem, we pat ourselves on the back, and we move on to something else while all hell breaks loose and we're not paying attention. We are a bunch of fucking half-assers, which is why I think if we're going to ever get that exceptionalism for, uh, you know, that we want this exception. Cause I actually think America is a grand and extraordinary experiment. If that is the case, then we got to, our follow throughs got to be better than it's ever been. Our follow through sucks. See, I don't think that America is a grand, extraordinary. Ex- I, I kind of don't care. Dude. I don't care anymore. Maybe it's just cause I'm tired. David. Maybe I'm David, just unimpressed with this bullshit. Democracy, like, uh, dem- democracy of this level. Democracy of this kind, democracy with this diverse uh, population, 
has never been attempted in the history of Western civilization. And it's failing, so I'm not that impressed well, with it. Well, the thing is, I don't, that's the thing. I don't think it's failing. It's like I wrote in one of my I Believe's a couple failing. weeks ago. It is failing. We have systems in place to keep the, diverse, oh, the diversity oh, from voting. Well, oh my God. You mean, oh, there are problems that, oh, I guess we're just not going to follow fucking through. That's, we're not. Clean it up, motherfucker. These are easy things to... I mean, they're hard to fix because it requires a lot of stuff, but this is the thing. It just means that the United States is an experiment. It's finally hitting like our early teens. Fucking France has been through this shit for hundreds and hundreds of years. Revolutions, beheading of kings, incompetent mother... I mean, England has had incompetent, like, semi-retarded, inbred, (laughs) you know, like crazy fucking kings... We just haven't had as much as everybody else because we're pretty much a young country. That's true. but And so we, we're just getting our fucking wings. We can solve this. We got past the Civil War. I mean, we didn't follow did we? through. I mean, yeah. Well, like, yeah. We don't follow, but you're, to your point, to your point, I mean, we're not following through. Like, that's why I don't have yeah. faith that we'll be able to fix all of this. I, at I, least, well, the at thing least is, not in my lifetime and probably not in my well, son's and, lifetime. And, and it's the thing is, David, this is the problem with our, and this is, again, it's a problem with Americans that is, I, I actually think it's a, an American problem, is the hyper-exceptionalism that we live with indicates we just get bored. If it doesn't happen immediately, yeah. if it doesn't happen in our lifetime, if it doesn't happen now, well, then it didn't fucking happen. And and the thing about well, it is, and a perfect example, we've got a motherfucking pandemic mm-hmm. that is raging. It didn't stop. It didn't care we're bored. But Americans are just kind of bored with it. Yeah. Can we just get on with our lives? Let's just pretend like it's not happening. And we're going to fucking die in record, record, record numbers because we're too fucking bored to pay attention to it. We're just this yeah. 88 bunch of assholes. And that is part of follow-up. If you look at, like, I have such, and I'm going to write a piece. I admit I was wrong. I love those pieces. Love when you say I, that. Yeah, I admit I was wrong because I have not seen protest work in my lifetime, and this is the first time I've seen protest actually make like changes due to these protests are actually being made. Mm-hmm. Now the question is: is okay? We're going to ban chokeholds, which we should have done anyway. Right. We're going to change some. There's going to be some police reform, but if we let the police. Or the prosecutors or the municipalities that are in charge of them in Alabama. If we let Boss Hog basically <laughs> fucking administrate these reforms, then we're not following up and we're fucked. Then it's another one of those step forward and then two steps back because we didn't follow through. We gotta follow through. Yeah. Because that's that's it. This that's is my thought. This is what I've been thinking about. So I don't I don't know if you've maybe heard and you probably don't care, and you shouldn't, I guess. I'd be surprised if you did about UNLV's changing their mascot. No, I mean I do know about it. I'm yeah. here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So my, we'll see, is... I'll be honest. With you. My first thought was, do we have any of that merchandise at the casino? We don't. But I was no. like, oh god, I wonder how that's going to go. I when I was when I was in college there and I was writing for the paper, I wrote a couple, at least two that I can think of off the top of my head about how dumb UNLV's mascots had been throughout throughout its existence, its forty something year existence when I was when I was there at the time because UNLV is like America, and it's a, an extremely young university. It was founded in 1957. So my yep. freshman year, it was celebrating its 40th birthday. Sure. You know. Um, but my issue with UNLV when I was there as a student and as an alumnus, like, it's always been 
UNLV doesn't think things through. They <laughs> they do things immediately, and then they they don't think about the long term game or the long game or the long term plans or the effect it might have. They just they don't think strategically beyond what do we have to do right now, you know. And so I started writing a piece um, about changing the mascot, changing Hey Reb um, to something else, and whatever. Uh, but the, the the headline that I'm working with is the idea of. UNLV's mascot is not racist, but its inability to think things through has made it has made racist. it racist, or something something or, like that. You know, it's well, and it's not just with its with its mascot, like just the way that it does everything. And I'm and I'll, I'll write the piece. You know, I need I need to think it through and like do my yeah. research and refresh my memory of of all the, <laughs> the short sighted um, UNLV thinking that you know yeah. went into a lot well, of I mean, stuff. The thing is, so many people have been hand-wringing about all the, the statues being pulled down. Yeah. I'm of the mind that all statues need to be pulled down. Because you know what? There is nobody on this fucking planet Earth. there's not one person statue-wise that is not guilty of something against somebody. Right. we got to pull fucking Martin Luther King statue down because he fucked around on his yep. wife. Yep. Same with FDR. Pull yep. that motherfucker down because he fucked around on his wife. They pulled down Ulysses S. Grant's statue today. I mean, Jesus Christ, George Washington, absolutely. Pull him down because he had slave teeth. Yep. Rock and roll. <laughs> I mean, God damn it. Let's go. Let's just get him. Let's nail him. Everybody. Everybody. He every had statue. Slave teeth. He did. They weren't. <laughs> yes, look it up. What they, does slave like, teeth mean? He did not have he did not have teeth made from wood. He didn't have wooden teeth. He had teeth made from the teeth pulled from slaves. Is that true? That is absolutely true. His fucking mouth was full of slave teeth. And we're like, so the, the like, were his people like, no, we can't say he had slave teeth. They're uh, uh, wood. Oh, uh, yeah, wood. he wouldn't teeth. Exactly. That, like, worked, yeah. that works his well people. in a classroom. Like, George yeah. Washington's got a couple of, like, 25-year-old social media consultants. They go, no, no, we can't call them slave teeth. Let's say they're wood. What about ivory? No, no, no. They're no, too dirty. Can't kill they're elephants. They're too dirty. Can't kill well, elephants. Just, yeah. can't, yeah, they're just too dirty. They look like wood. Let's go with that. It's like, come on. Oh, so yeah, God. no, I think I think all statues should just be fucking pulled down, and I don't give a shit who it is because I guarantee you, whoever it is, find the most blameless person on the face of the planet Earth. Yeah, Lincoln, Abraham and, Lincoln. Okay, you know he wasn't for slavery right away. It was sort of a reluctant or anti-slavery. He was not. He for, did it to keep the union together. Because yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. so his motives weren't pure. Fucking pull his ass down. It was it was the war and that got at the end. He was like, okay, yeah, slaves. He only freed. Are bad. He only freed. <laughs> he only no. He only freed the slaves so he'd have some more people to fight the war. That was it. Scared the no. shit out of the Southerners. That's why he did it. It's fine. Let's tear his goddamn statue down. Who? Give me somebody else. I mean, who well, else can we tear down? <laughs> well, my thought on on like the UNLV thing and. Really Really with like changing all of this stuff, the, the cancel culture of things. Like, I just real quickly on, on UNLV still. Oh, yeah, when yeah, they, yeah. When they, when UNLV formed, they broke away from UNR, from the university, or with the University of Nevada, which was up in sure. Reno, and they broke free and they're like, we don't like the government up there, we don't, we're gonna do our own thing down here. So, this idea of rebellion makes perfect sense. Where they fucked up big time was adapting a racist. Icon. Mascot, an icon. They use the Confederate flag in their... I mean, the Rebel Yell that I... The paper that I worked for oh, had yeah. a Confederate flag on the masthead yeah, for a while. Yeah. They named their their first mascot was Beauregard the Wolf or something like that. Oh, Beauregard, my God. named after the Southern general who fired the first shots in the Civil War. 
Like, yeah. and I don't believe that they broke free and the UNLV is like, we're going to be racist. Let's, no, let's that take was the not what they were thinking. Of course hey, not. They were taking the rebellion I, I part guarantee- of it. And they fucked up. They was stupid. It was insanely, insanely short-sighted and moronic. They fixed it 20-something years later. <sighs> it was like the Redskins. It's not like they went, hey, she- let's... let's 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 be racist against a marginalized uh, indigenous people that we fucked over centuries ago. It was just like, hey, that sounds cool. And it's stupid. It's fucking and we stupid. Can do the, and it and we can do this tomahawk chop because right. that, that chop that's yeah. cool. That's that's a great thing. And then and then they realized, oh, whoops. Yeah. And it, and it needs it needs to change. That's so dumb. then they changed Beauregard and they they came up with this mountain man, this mountaineer thing. And but they kept the name Rebels. And yeah. I think the problem with the name is that. While, while Hey Reb, while the Mountain Man is not a racist thing, no. he was created to fix their stupid racist move. But Rebels is still associated with yeah. all the other racist shit. So that's that's a little problematic still. But here's, right. but here's the so big name point. It. Hang, right, on, David, hang on, David. hang on. Here's the big point. Right. If you change the name of the mascot, who does that hurt? If you if you Nobody. leave it if you leave it who does it hurt? It probably offends a lot of people. It can hurt people. That name can hurt people. If you it change it, hurt who does them. it hurt? It doesn't hurt them. But does it, it make someone happy? That's okay, not, fine. Well, okay, but bother and hurt name, are not the same thing. But if you change the name, what does it? It doesn't make a difference. So just it fucking who change cares? it. Just fucking it's, change it. It's an opportunity to make some more money because it's all new branding. Come yeah, on. go for it. Go and with you know, that. Yeah. But here's the thing, David. Here's my question. Okay, so you know he's going to change their mascot. Give me an example. What will they change it to? I have no what, idea. Me, no, no. Give me some examples because I'm going to show you how it hurts. Guy it Fieri. hurts. The Guy Fieri oh should my be God. the mascot. It hurts. Well, it hurts black chefs. Because um, Guy Fieri is the whitest chef alive. It, it hurts black chefs. So, nope. Can't do that. Uh, how The Oscar Goodmans. Oscar Goodman? That hurts Gentiles. The... <laughs> Uh, the UNLV showgirls, the running showgirls. Showgirls that that see that is that is that hurts fat women. <laughs> it hurts them. Uh, UNLV casinos. Oh, that hurts uh, churches. The UNLV I mean, one armed bandits. That hurts people with no arms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you, you really can't win. And this I, is what I'm saying. Yeah, we are. But, we have hit the point where. This I, I, and and I, the thing about it is, and I, I wrote this at one point. I know nobody that was that was already determined that I'm just this. I've gone to Las Vegas and become a Republican, which is so far from the truth. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I wrote it at one point. It's like you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to come across sounding like this. I know I'm sounding like this. I've got a piece coming up next week where I basically defend Amy Goodman or what Amy Cooper. Come on. She was the Karen that that threatened to call the the police on the black man because she made oh, the, the thing. Oh, yeah. the Central Park woman. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, because it's because I'm really trying to not. I'm not. I don't have a dog in this fight. I've I and I wrote this. I have no power, so I'm glad for you to take my privilege. I'm glad for you to take my privilege. Take it. Yeah. I I hit, if I could wrap it up in a goddamn box like an Amazon gift box with one of those bags they mm-hmm. put them in there yep. like yeah. glittery bags sure. I would hand it to you because my privilege comes with zero fucking power so you could have it I say that to Katie but, a lot too like I find myself like what can I what can I give you what can I do because like she'll be mad at me about the system because I represent sure. it because right there in the moment as we're talking about these things I am the closest thing. 
as a yeah. representation, even though I well because because the, the that's that's the game. The game is they had to find a bad guy. They had to find an avatar of what the system was, and so uh, white guys. And well, I think uh, that uh, white guys are that's a legit. That's legit. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't. No, 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 I don't think white guys are the bad guys. I think there are bad guys, and they happen to be white. But that is not the same thing as white guys are the bad guys. Sure. Yes. And so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, white guy. White guys tell Katie if she wants to get a big, fucking tizzy over white guys. White guys legalized abortion in this country. Mm-hmm. They signed the fucking law. White guys did that. Not the bad white guys, but white guys. Yeah. White guys signed the Civil Rights Act. So let's not just. You can't yeah. say I, because you're white, you're bad. You well, got that's to what say, I say to her. Like, okay, fine, but. Like, <clears throat> But, I, but you're putting this Blah. shit on me because I'm the representation because I am yeah. a white man in the room and yeah. you can't go and yell at Donald Trump or George Washington and his slave teeth because he's dead. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I get it. Well, like, go t- tell her to go fucking topple a goddamn statue and get it out of her system. Well, you didn't do anything. I think I think she would if she wasn't still concerned about COVID. Rightfully, you know, but the COVID sure. thing. Um, plus, she has no upper body strength. Like, she can't well, fucking right, topple a, a, right. a statue. But yeah, the statue thing's like, I... Fuck yeah! I, I guess tear them all down. I don't give a. I don't fuck. care. Fuck. I don't like, care. Well, did you you sit and, and and that's one of the things. Chicago, motherfucker, man. It is what I wrote is <laughs> is right now in the Chicago art scene. It is what I'm calling the days of reckoning and yeah. revenge and yes. revenge. Yeah. yeah. Because this, the thing about it is okay. So you got Andrew Alexander puts out white light where Black Lives Matter. And then gets trolled because of people that feel like Second City is a racist, horrible, sexist thing. Andrew Alexander and, being the former CEO and yeah, owner of yeah, Second and, City. And, for and, and Andrew, Andrew, just like John Galt in fucking Atlas Shrugs, said, <laughs> You know what? I'm going to an island. You can have it. Rather than have to deal with you fucking whiny bastards, I'm leaving, right? So he splits. Um, Sharna. Sharna, and the thing about it is, Sharna I wondered. Helping, I, I well, the, she confirmed. She confirmed your suspicion. If for those who did, Aya has closed. Initially, it was because of the uh, the the financial burden that the COVID closing has put on the theater that she can't she can't reopen it. I mean, she's never but, had money, right? She's always no, been financially. No. Well, that's what Twist she says. Up, but yeah. She bought that building for seven million dollars. Well, <laughs> that was in the that was in the fucking paper in twenty fourteen or whatever. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. The funny thing, she she she. She bailed on Justin Kaufman for WBEZ for an interview twice and then went on to WLUW and did an interview. And I listened to that yesterday. And her interview, basically, she confirms, you know, it was the money. We didn't have any money. But then I get hit with this. They're calling me a racist and their stuff. And I'm the least racist person. And she uh, does the whole thing. Yeah. Does the whole thing. But basically, she confirms that the reason she closed the theater was, oh, really? All right, you want to you want to throw demands at me? Fuck you! I'm closing the theater. Go 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 and perform in a fucking basement because I don't give a shit. You've got Eric and Daniels at Victory Gardens. Yep. You know, she gets trolled. She quits. Guess who's next? Max Timken from Cards Against Humanity. Oh, because, really? Well, the thing is, he's been he's had a, a rape allegation that's been following him around for about five years. Oh, now. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, but most people like Max, and he's a wealthy millionaire, young millionaire guy that created a crazy, fun, slightly racist, but slightly isn't he sexist white? game. Oh, he's totally white. Um, but now, 
what do you the hear that barking? Do you hear that I do. Shit? It's a crazy fucking duck. It's She's your racist She's so uncle. sweet. She's so sweet. Yeah. She just really doesn't like black but, people. <laughs> but now Max, now Max is because of, of you know, basically this whole string yeah. of women of color um, are now accusing Cards Against Humanity and Max specifically of being racist and anti-women, and they're bringing up the rape allegation again. So that's coming more like and Max against of, humanity. Am I right? Yeah, and it's, well, the thing is, the thing that's interesting is, a Christ, I'm glad I don't live in Chicago. B, um, it's really interesting that these people and, then, and and everybody goes, oh, how racist! They didn't meet our demands and just quit, so they proved that they were racist, which is ridiculous because if you read the demands. No major corporation is going to listen to your fucking demands for you. You have to, you have to basically fall to your knees, admit you're a piece of shit, let us run things. Yeah. There's no corporation in the world that's going to say, "Well, sure." Well, I feel so overwhelmed with my own guilt that what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat shit for the rest of my life while you guys run things. Nobody's going to do that. So they put these demands together. They didn't want him to meet him. They didn't want to. If Andrew Alexander said, yeah, we're going to do every single thing this letter says, it still wouldn't matter. Because they're not looking for you to meet the demands. They're looking for you to just go and die. And that's okay. That's well, my my takeaway from, from Andrew leaving Second City is, and I, I mean, I know the guy. I don't know him well. Um, the way that it was positioned, but he left. He's like, they're coming for me. I can't fix what needs to be fixed. I got to get out of here. I'm leaving. Whether and maybe it's to save his own hide, and that's fine. Whatever. Oh, see, that's not what I read. I read, oh, well, fuck. I don't want to deal with these assholes. See, that's fine. what I got I'm, from Sharna. Like I'm, I wrote you. I'm I fucking said, ninety years old, and I have more money than I need. So go fuck yourself. Run it into the ground, you assholes, because that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to run Second City into the ground. Uh, um, maybe. I mean, Second City at this point, they've kind of built it up to be, quote unquote, too big to fail. You know, you know, Second really? City's the most because, corporate fucking... Yeah, but here's the thing that's going to be interesting is because Second City lives and dies just like the reason I.O. will never be revived is because Sec I.O. was predicated, the entire thing was predicated on having this guru at the center of it. Sharna managed after he died to keep that memory going. After... Del Close. After Del died, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But after, but but the thing is, I.O. wouldn't even exist. There wouldn't even have been a movement called Improv Olympic if... Del Close hadn't been the icon he was. Right. Second City is predicated on the theater. I mean, they've got a biz co, they've got commercials, got a, but their home base are the training center and the theater. Yeah. And I'm guaranteeing you, because if you know anything about Second City, then you know that about 80% of their audience in that home show at Piper's Alley is white suburbanites. And those white suburbanites are only going to sit through one motherfucking show where the cast sits and tells them how shitty racist they are and they're never coming back. Yeah. And guess what? Woke assholes that are 25 years old and Brian Sweeney don't buy tickets or drinks. So they're not going to sustain that theater. It's not going to be a Kumbaya Seattle fucking block festival of <laughs> free joke. It is going to be, wait a minute, Piper's Alley wants their $500,000 rent and we can't make $17 for the fucking fucking happy, crappy Gen Z assholes coming in here and trying to freeload off our drinks. We're fucked, Jesus. and that's exactly what's going to happen to Second City. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens, and maybe it needs to go. I mean, like, I O, like, 
I mean, it's, you know, what I wrote you it was about Sharna. Like, I could, because I know, I know Sharna better than I knew Andrew. And I think Sharna's attitude was, uh, you know, she got the letter asking for change. And her response was, you know, this COVID thing is, is a good excuse to not have to do the right thing. So, yeah, let's just close. I'm well, old David, and tired and broke and fuck them. I'm just, fuck them. Like, she's unapologetically. Thing, did, you, and did you look at the timestamps on the communication? Which communication? She sent out an email, the sort of an anonymous, a random email to just people. Sharna sent um, out? Yeah, that said, we're not opening the theater again, right? I did not see those. No, I, I read it yeah, in she, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, she sent out the letter. She sent out the letter letting everybody know she was closing, closing yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that was on June 10th. Yeah. On June 11th, they put in the paper that she'd been accused of being racist and there were all these demands. Okay. So she knew it was coming, so she jumped the gun, said, fuck this. The minute she got wind of the change.org thing, mm-hmm. she went, you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah. I created a diversity program for you. I did what I could do, and you're just going to throw it up my face. I'm going to go away. I don't want to pay for your shit. I'm not going to create my business just so you guys can take it over. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Andrew did exactly the same thing. It's a different kind of white flight now, isn't it? Well, it's, Just like the fuck I said, out of here. they're coming it's for fucking, me. I gotta go. It's, it's who is John Galt? It's fucking Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Except I don't think it's going to go as well for these white people as it did for the people in Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand's book because there's no fucking island that they're going to go be productive. Because I don't, I don't for a million God. years see Sharna Halpern milking cows and Andrew Alexander building barns. I just don't see no. that happening. Now, can you imagine an island of of canceled honkies? Oh, I <laughs> love it. Like, That's the. <laughs> See, that's the, the next Fox reality TV the show. Island, the Island of Cancelled Honkies. I would totally watch that show. I would totally yeah. watch that show. Who would that be? So we got Sharna Halpern, uh, Andrew Rod Alexander, B- Rod, Rod Blagojevich. Um, you've got... Uh, Louis, you've got what, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. What was the name? Uh, Woody Allen. You know, Woody Allen, sitting, yep. He'll play... You play clarinet in the corner. Woody Allen is um, Woody Allen is like the emperor of it. Like he's he's like in the shadows. He yeah. doesn't do much anymore. He just kind of yeah. sits there and and plays clarinet. And plays clarinet. Yeah, yeah. And, fu- <laughs> and, and fucks his and fucks his his wife's stepdaughter. Um, and uh, and then and then who is who is the Billy Billy Bush? Billy Bush has got to be there, but he's just sad because yeah. he didn't want to be canceled, but he's totally canceled. Uh, Billy Bush and he is got sad. Ca- and fuck Billy he Bush. got canceled. He got canceled, but Donald Trump didn't. That's just not fair. In a weird way, because I I never liked Billy. I I, I never well, watched no. Access Hollywood or whatever. But like Billy Bush has always been kind of that broy scum. Like oh go fuck yourself with your North Face vests. I'm sure he yeah, wore soon, North Face vests. So, yeah, soon enough, Billy Simon Bush Cowell. Billy would totally live in fucking Lincoln Park and hang out. Oh, and, yeah. You know, he's, he's that guy that none of us so, like. Soon enough, Simon Cowell's got to go there because Gabrielle Union says he's a piece of shit because he smokes on set. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's all, everybody's got a beef. Everybody's crying and you know, I get it. The Island of There's Canceled some, Honkies. The, and the Island of Canceled Honkies, that has to be. And the library, um, the library there, like you can check books up, but they're all Ayn Rand books. Like that's. <laughs> yeah, every one of them's an Ayn Rand book or like like multiple uh, interpret multiple, multiple translations of Mein Kampf. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> they only screen like. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say that it's bad enough that they only screen uh, Woodrow Wilson's picks, you know. 
<laughs> oh yeah, Woodrow. Yeah, Woodrow Wilson's favorite uh, top ten Netflix picks. Sure, the, Wood, the Woodrow Wilson Community Theater. That's, yes, like, that's... yes, absolutely. They just yeah, they just yeah, yeah. They have uh, oh god, <laughs> yeah. I do that. I do that. I would. Uh, I'd watch it. I don't think I'd do it. Yeah, um, I don't. Oh man, I don't want to be. I mean, the thing about it is. I kind of, this is what I was thinking. I thought about this when I read about Andrew and then I read about Erica and then I read about Sharna and then I read about Max. I went, you know, on a, a like, and, and I don't want to aggrandize myself in any way, shape or form. Not really. And here but we go. In a small way, in a very <laughs> tiny way. Um, the same thing happened to me in 2016 when Lily B decided she was going to call me a racist and gin up and a sexist and a monster and gin up Ian Belknap and Molly Brennan. They were going to get like 30 or 40 people online to shame me and make a whole big fucking deal. And then I left the moth and I left WBEZ and I fucking finally got out of town. There is an argument that at least I can say I didn't do it any worse than Andrew Alexander or Sharna did. And they got a lot more people coming after them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were, they've got decades. And yeah. I, I think that, that, from what I know, that they, there's far less evidence against you. Than there's there no is, evidence against me. Than um, there is against other, Andrew other than and the, Second City Other and than the fake, the fake yeah. Facebook accounts that Lily B created so she could argue with them and then say, I created them. Other than that, there's no evidence. So, yeah. it, I mean, it's fine. But I just think it's like, wow, uh, when when the mob gets it in their head that they are going to, you know, and self-correct society. I don't really have a problem with them self-correcting yeah, like, society. Yeah, I mean, it's shit needs to I be don't, fixed. Let's fix it. I don't like call-out culture. I think it shows it. it, it what what I think is is that it, it shows us that Twitter Twitter has has basically exposed how shitty and ugly and hateful we all actually are. Yeah, I think here's here's the big takeaway from the last twenty. Let's just call it 25 <laughs> years. Let's just call it 25 sure. years. The terrorists did not win. Twitter won. Yeah. And I don't think that we could have had Twitter if we hadn't, if that division that came from 9-11 and the, the Bush Wars. Yeah. I mean, Twitter's the winner. Like, wouldn't that be great if it like was revealed that Osama bin Laden was really the founder of Twitter? <laughs> yeah, no shit. I, I wouldn't, I, I, I would not surprise like, me a little bit. That that's He's got something <clears> over... <throat> The Russian bots and Putin. Putin's like, fuck, man, why didn't we think of that? Bin Laden came up with Twitter. Fuck, that's all we needed to do. I guess we'll is settle the, for Facebook. Uh. Is let them let them all have unfettered access to their own opinion. Yeah. And argue relentlessly about shit that doesn't matter. I mean, I'm seeing shit. This is not new, and this isn't like a realization. Like, oh, my God, I had no idea that Facebook was such a terrible place. But people are coming in. I'm just seeing it more and more. Um, they come in ready to fight. You know, I and, got that's, out of it, man. and that's the problem is it's not even like let's share our opinions and then have a debate through our opinion. Why am I even saying this? This is not new. But like people are just com- people that didn't used to now I'm seeing coming in ready to fight. People that wouldn't fight on the street because they don't know how to make a proper fist. Like they tuck their thumb into their yeah. fist. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're, we're right now a, a country Whereas we're all getting our stones to throw at each other, Jesus would show up and say, he who is without sin cast the first stone and fucking everybody throw rocks at him. 
Like, instantly. There wouldn't even be a sense. Like, oh, you're a racist. You're a sexist. You yep. live forever. You save your ass, white savior. And then they throw rocks at him and he'd be dead again. I think that would be a perfect activity for uh, the island of, of canceled honkies. Is they, I think so. They have like an evening it's, it's activity stone of stoning Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, stoning Jesus of every stripe. All the different colors of Jesus. Yeah. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. Uh, my first is kind of a weird one. Uh, last This weekend, last night, whatever the hell day it was, we were driving back from St. John, Indiana, after having a birthday dinner with my dad and my brother. Um, and it just popped into my head. I haven't thought of this band in years. Tiny little band that broke up probably <laughs> like the last time. I th- they probably broke up because I stopped thinking about them. Um, yeah, yeah. Band club. Like, like Tinkerbell, like Tinkerbell, I, if you, didn't, if you don't clapping. believe yeah, she's believe, alive, right? you weren't clapping, they just died, yeah. Uh, but go on Spotify, check out this band called Pinehurst Kids. Uh, and start Pinehurst with their, Kids? Pinehurst Kids, named after okay. the town that they're from, Pinehurst, Idaho, I think, or Oregon, maybe? Okay. Fuck it, I don't know. Um, but you can start with their first album, Viewmaster. Um, yeah, I don't know, I was like, yeah, what, the, what happened to them? So, what there the hell, let's, let's have some fun and check out the Pinehurst Kids. All right, my first thing is a watch uh, in in and uh, in, uh, in reference to my uh, piece that I wrote last week about comparing the current critical race theorists and the HUAC. I think you should watch the 2015 Brian Cranston film Trumbo. Yeah, Trumbo's and great. You can find, it's a great movie, but it really gives you an example of what it's like to have somebody that's really not mm-hmm. like not really a communist sympathizer and not really a communist, but says, fuck you. I don't let you, you guys can't do this. This yeah. is not the way to get this done. It's a good movie. Also, it inspires you to write in the bathtub. Yes, it does. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. With uh, a pencil. Yeah. Not your laptop, dummy. <laughs> get a book and a pencil. <laughs> no pencil. book and a pencil. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next thing is a read. Um, it's a book of poetry called 1919 by Eve L. Ewing. Um, it's poems about Chicago's 1919 Red Summer Race Riots. Yep. Uh, it, it won a, a ton of awards and it's was a like great book. Listed, yeah. yeah, in like best. And Eve like, is awesome. She's um, awesome. She's incredible. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give. I, I just ordered it because um, I was like, I need to get this. I need to get this. And I heard a fresh air with her interview. I was like, Why have I not bought this book yet? So yeah, great book. It's ordered, read. Uh, it's it's a really great book. Yeah, excellent. My second thing is also a read um, based on our conversation. Rob Kozlowski, who I mentioned in the last podcast, mm-hmm. uh, back in the day wrote a book called The Art of Chicago Improv, Shortcuts to Long-Form Improvisation. And if you are currently in the melee and fucking uh, you know, looting riot that is the Chicago improv scene today... <laughs> You should, you should get this book on Amazon, The Art of Chicago Improv, and see what it was like before it became a fucking cesspool and clusterfuck, where it was just a bunch of people trying to get along and do their, do their shows. They're just yes-anding each other. Now there's That's like, all they were doing. For an imp- and I, I 100% support the changes that are necessary in the oh, yeah, Chicago sure, sure. comedy theater improv community. I'm 100% behind it. It's just the irony is funny that in improv, no scripts, but they're being very prescriptive. Uh huh. Oh, the, there's a script now. It's it's yes and you fucking better. Yeah. You yes know, and anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so my last thing is a do. Um, if you need a break from <laughs> from now, and you should take a break from the news, from all the shit. 
go and watch old episodes of Chappelle's show. Oh, it's good stuff. Oh, my God. If you've They're forgotten funny. how fucking funny and brilliant and insightful, and, like, you're still tapped into this, this sociological yeah. stuff, because that's what he's attacking, but it's a, it's a break from it, and it's funny as shit, and I was watching it last night, and Katie's like, should I be watching this, too? And I turned to her, and I went, if you haven't already, it's too late. And then I was like, who the fuck am I? What am I? Oh, yeah, my where, God. Where'd that come from? Oh, my God. The woke has gotten to me. The anyway. woke has gotten yeah. to you. And mine is, uh, it, it, now, granted, there is a, an argument to be made that this film is perhaps an allegory for disease. <laughs> um, and it, but it also has uh, a, a really huge feminine empowerment message. But the main reason to watch it, at least this week, 1979's Alien. <laughs> Is because it features Ian Holm, who just passed away. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's got all that shit. It's got a, it's got an alien creature in the form of a disease. It comes out of a guy's gut and infects everybody. It's got Sigourney Weaver as a feminine sort of icon of empowerment, mm-hmm. but it also has Ian Holm in one of the best performances. I mean, I love Ian Holm. Yeah. But that's I, I'll never forget him as Ash in uh, yeah. Alien. Yeah. yeah. That is good. Maybe I'll go do that now while Harry's napping is watch Alien. Yeah, it's it's really worth it. it, it, you've, it you'd be surprised how much you forgot. Oh, I would you'll not be surprised it, at all. Go, God I damn, seen this it is such so a long. good movie. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's so well done. Do you think Alien is better than Aliens or do... Totally different. Uh, the the, the, the okay. thing is, what I love about it is they're two completely different okay. genres. One's a haunted house story. Mm-hmm. The other's a fucking action pick set in a haunted house. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's sort of like... If yeah, if Vin Diesel was in, was fighting the alien, you know. Can you imagine that if Vin Diesel, like if they did a reboot of Alien, yeah. and Vin Diesel yeah. was in the Sigourney Weaver role. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. ass would be sent to the island of canceled honkies immediately. Uh, oh, there's no question about it. Yeah, no question about it. And All right, that's, that's the, the show. show. Rock and roll. Have an excellent week. Stay COVID free. Try not to loot anything, and whatever you do, uh, I don't, don't, don't make any, excuses don't read, for your racist don't, dog. I don't guess. don't, I don't make excuses for your racist dog, and do not read any Ayn Rand. Do not read Ayn Rand, yeah. No. You can listen to the Literate Ape cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.